On this week's final show of the series, Chatham chairman Kevin Hake talks about the success of the post-lockdown tournament. Everyone's said it's been a great success and um, I'm just pleased people can see football again. Um, we're here on a Thursday night, possibly about to break the Step 5 attendance record, so it's, um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. We speak to the winning captain, Jack Evans, after his side claimed the trophy on penalties. Privileged to play in front of such an amount of numbers at this level, but uh, I think there's only one there's only one direction this club is going, and that's a forwardness. I don't see it stopping. And we look back at another memorable season across the county, but not necessarily in all the right ways. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Ken Only Podcast, the last show of the season and we are currently stood at the Belleville Stadium in Maidstone Road in Chatham uh, watching the final of the post-lockdown tournament. We're about to hand over the cup actually uh, and we're early in the second half here and Chatham have just taken the lead uh, through an own goal. So we'll give you some updates as we're going along. Uh, we're not going to do a full uh, show as we go along for the second half but we're going to keep you updated on everything that's going on chuck some reaction in at the end and hopefully you'll enjoy it uh, as always I am John Phillips and here next to me uh, we're not quite socially distanced but he's been double jabbed so we're alright it's uh, my good friend who I haven't seen for well over a year Matt Gerrard how are you mate? Good mate good mate been uh, very well uh, looked after here at uh, Maystone Road a lovely bit of food we were what 55 minutes into the game I say it's the first time I've actually been to Maystone Road, probably one of the last grounds in Kent that I've actually been to, and it's really a, a club on the up, isn't it? Really, really good infrastructure, well run off the pitch, and from what we gather, the tournament, the Kent Non-League Podcast, it's not a cup, is it? It's a trophy, is it? Tournoi, tournoi, the tournoi, the tournoi has gone down well, and um, it's quite a good game here from probably two sides who are going to be. Uh, competing quite heavily next season in the scaffold. Oh, definitely. I mean, without a doubt, I think when the tournament was was drawn up, uh, we both expected, I think, this to be the final tonight, Chatham uh, against Sheppey United. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a good game. Not been a lot of midfield play in the first half, a lot of end-to-end action, and not massively loads of clear chances. But as we say, Chatham uh, are in front. Um, and we'll keep you updated. Anyway, it's our 174th episode this week. I did look some stuff up earlier, but I realised I couldn't be bothered this week. So, um We've done 174 of these, which is uh, quite impressive. And obviously, this being the last of the season, it has been another unbelievable season. And we've kept going and going and going. And uh, here we are at the, at the finale of it. So over the next uh, few, well, half an hour, we're going to discuss our highlights of the season. We're going to discuss everything that's gone on in this, uh, this tournament and start looking ahead to next season. Because, uh, Matt, you've got reason to be giddy today, haven't you? Well, for my, the mighty Dover have brought back... Ricky Miller, uh, 45 goal Ricky Miller from 2017, probably. So, uh, four years late. So, uh, of course, when you start with minus 12, and I probably haven't, we haven't discussed it since they've come back, they've got the minus points. Yeah, we, we we, no, we discussed that because do you not remember my great gag of what's the weather like because uh, it's minus 12 in Dover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, but no, we, we haven't discussed it. Though. Obviously, there has been the appeal which uh, was thrown out. <coughs> uh, cro- everyone's appeal was, uh, was rejected. Some people had their fine, half of it suspended, but. Uh, no joy for anyone uh, in terms of getting their their appeals won. Um, so, Dover will be starting the season on minus 12. And we've, we've been talking with a few people here tonight. And I think the key thing for Dover, Matt, is that they get the spine of this team sorted out. Because the longer you're on minus points, the harder the season's going to be. I've done a spreadsheet, John. Working it out that probably what Dover need to get 60 points to stay up. It gives you 48, three going down, probably do it. So, you need to get a point. After eight games, Dover have got to be... 
they've got to have 12 points so they've got to be on zero got to be at least on zero at that point from there so they've brought in Ricky Miller um, Miller you know good player in his day has he still got the hunger has he still got that edge which will be easy to see Ben Williamson's come from Bromley you know I think that's a good signing I think you were impressed with that and they brought in Reader Johnson who's been round the houses and played at a decent level as player coach so they still need a lot more players than that but it's got the fans talking and that's all you can ask for at this time of day because there was a bit of doom and gloom around the place but strange things have happened haven't they yeah and I think the thing with Miller is obviously he didn't play under Anderson Tyler before but he obviously uh, will be someone who Jim Palmenter knows really well and Jim Palmenter is a man who doesn't take risks so he obviously must be thinking that Miller is in the right frame of mind to be a success again at Dover Athletic because at the end of the day he would like Ricky Miller to be a success and, and maybe eventually get a transfer fee for him again get some money in the coffers well, Miller's 32 I don't know if he wants the hunger from that but what I will say when Miller came in the first season he came on loan for the first season in the National League and Dover were struggling Miller's enthusiasm um, rubbed off on the rest of the team so if you've got him chasing every ball down um, and have that hunger back from what he was you've got to play it but you know it, it could either go two ways he's going to score 30 goals and keep Dover up or it could you know has he got rid of his demons which has affected him when um, he's gone into the league with the moves he's had but maybe certain players are built for certain clubs and maybe Miller will be the one for Dover so if he's got the hunger it'll rub off on everybody else and that's what Dover need but we'll, we'll, see, we'll wait and see but yeah I think um, the supporters will be pleased he's back yeah, probably keeping their, their powder dry for the moment, but we've both been talking tonight about the National League South and, and so many incredible signings. Uh, Dartford, Ebbsfleet, Maidstone, Tunbridge Angels all involved in this and Dorking Wanderers collecting players like... 29. 29 players they've got. Yeah, collecting like Panini stickers uh, for the Euros uh, at the moment. So it's going to be a wide open division, I think, the, the National League South. And at the moment, I think we're still at the stage where squads aren't confirmed, but you look at some of these signings and I think... Dartford's front front pair of Aziz and Robinson is going to be among the top scorers in the division. It's, it's going to be absolutely mental league, the Conference South. Uh, uh, there's teams desperate to get going. If we right the wrongs of last year, Steve King brought in some really good players. Jake Robinson, he might be 34, but he's a, he's a machine at that level. You, 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 fire, you fire him service, he, he will score goals. Aziz had him at Dover. He's a, he's a workhorse. The other players they've got in, interesting to see how the guy from Sheppey gets on, really, from that. Yeah, Danny the... Leonard, that is, yeah. who's moved from Sheppey to, to Dartford. Funny enough, when I was here uh, I, a few weeks ago, I said I saw another non-league manager. It was Steve King that I saw, and I had heard on the grapevine that night that he was here watching Danny Leonard. And, and Sheppey United said at the time, you know, that it was with sadness but pride yeah. they announced that he'd gone to Dartford. And, and like you say, it will be interesting to see how he, how he fares with, with the step up. But I think... You know, the, the, what we're seeing here tonight and what we're seeing at Skeffel level is there are producing players that are capable of, of moving up the leagues. And, and you know, it's, it's absolutely a, a great opportunity for him and I, and I hope he grasps it. Yeah, again, we always want to see that. Steve King knows a player, so, uh, um, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. There's a decent performance out here this evening, still 1-0. And we've got an old veteran there, Ryan Hayes, still playing. But I have to say, going back to this game, Jack Midson, we think he's about 38. If, you, if you're a bit younger than that, Jack, I apologise, but... He is absolutely class for Sheppey. Holds the ball up, flicks it on. You know, a real, real good player. You know, you can see he's had a football league career. But decent game of football and, and always a constant challenge. And spreading the ball wide up. But yeah, but yeah, I think going back to the Conference South, Mason have brought some decent players in, brought Michael Phillips back. Ella Kobe 
is a massive signing for them as well. Um, I just think it's going to be a mental division. Absolutely. There's so many sides who desperate to go up in there. And let's hope it's... And uh, Tunbridge brought players in as well. Um, Craig Brown Barrett was the one that yeah, stood out for me yeah. that I signed this and week. And Doug Loft as well. We, we yes. picked up Doug Loft, went to Margate. It's gone oh, there, I so. did edit, have to edit that out. He went to Margate and then before I'd had a chance to edit the last show and we discussed it, uh, he'd moved on to a higher level club. And it turns out that higher level club is Tunbridge Angels. I think you know, Tunbridge Angels, they're... they're even though they've not had a full season back at this level, they're starting to establish themselves. Yeah, I think uh, Steve McKen will want to, you know, you know, he won't be making up the numbers in this thing. He wants to make sure that they're going to be right at the right end of the table. You know, looking, they're not going to be some of the big spenders in this division. There's probably ten clubs who probably think they can win it. I'm not saying Angels will be there, but uh, they want to make sure that they they're competitive, and I think they will be. So, but that's the division, along with the scaffold, which I think I'm just looking forward to next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Eastmanly Premier Division, again, everyone's just making signs. I, I think we probably shouldn't dwell too much on the signings yeah. that are being made oh, because nice. in another five weeks' time, we're going to be looking at the uh, at starting the new season then we'll have more of a rough idea where everybody is. So I think um, for now, we should probably start looking back. And actually, now's probably a good time to bring in our first interview with um, with the Chatham chairman, Kevin Hake, who we both caught up with earlier on before they very kindly fed us and watered us in the boardroom here at Chatham Town tonight just to talk about the tournament and, and what a success it's been. So here is Kevin Hake. So Kevin, we're here at the final um, of the tournament. What, what a great success this has been. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, um, we, we took a bit of a gamble um, by organising it when we did, but I've got to, without blowing too many trumpets, it does, um, it, it has been a success. And, and speaking to the other owners and um, shareholders who's in the boardroom with us right now, um, Everyone's said it's been a great success, and um, I'm just pleased people can see football again. Um, we're here on a Thursday night, possibly about to break the Step Five attendance record, so it's um, it's, it's, it's fantastic, you know, it really is. How how much organisation is to get into organise a tournament like this? To be honest with you, I mean, I, it, I'm not going to lie; it was just my idea, um, and then everyone else has just run with it. But all the secretaries have done fantastic jobs, you know. Um, Special mentions the Lords, their, their social media was great, Sheppard's social media was great, and we've all just sort of pulled together. And I don't know that I know the football family that we all sort of speak of is 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 there. And look, whilst you know everything will be put aside in ten days' time when the league campaign sort of or, or pre-season campaign starts, and then the league campaign, it's been I think it's been refreshing for everyone to have this tournament. So, but special thank you to you two guys really for supporting us here you know it's um it's great you sponsored the trophy and um no you didn't have to do that and you've given exposure to us which which normally we wouldn't have had so thank you and in terms of the actual football there's been some goals isn't there which we expect with scaffold teams involved anyway yeah. but it's been it's been magnificent it has it has we're probably a nil nil tonight <laughs> so yeah it's, it's been really great and um i've just loved to we wanted to do the home and away leg so everyone had a good chance to sort of um you know, experience the, the crowds that we've sort of been experiencing here. And um, look, we're just, it's great to see smiles on people's faces, both players, supporters, owners. It, it's great. And like, hopefully, you know, without any breaks, we can get back to some sort of normality now. When it all comes round now, I suppose your team are going to be looking in, and like you say, 10 days' time, start thinking about next season. And how much yep. impact are these games, especially tonight? How much impact will they have on next season when when he gets to the league campaign? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean we've I sat down with um, with, with Scott Lindsay, you know, director of football, Cole Larriman, and we we realised that people are going to be away on holiday, and you know, especially now with the restrictions and everything, you can see people going away in July, and um, we've we've catered for that, and we realised that's going to happen. That's why effectively that's why our preseason started. And whilst it was a nine week preseason campaign, we realised that. 
players probably won't be there for that full nine weeks and that's why we went the route that we did and look who knows what's going to happen but look there might be winter breaks there might, who knows what's going to happen um, with, 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 with what's going on with the pandemic but fingers crossed we're back to some sort of normality this is the first time I've been to I've been to Kent now I've never been to Maystone Road before very impressive facilities here thank you thank you you don't want to be playing scaffold too much longer, do you? Don't just no. the scaffold. No. You want to be going up. So yeah. that's the aim for next season in a competitive division, as it it's always is. a really competitive division, and I can't wait, you know, to just get the season started, you know. And look, I don't win, lose, or draw. I just love to be able to complete the season. Because if we're good enough, you're going to get promoted. But the way that it's gone the last couple of years, you know, Corinthian was the right team to go up, and, and that was right on a, on a points per game. I think it should have been done the year before as well with um, Beckenham probably can feel a little bit hard done by it but we, as I say we're just looking forward to getting back to giving it our best if we get up we get up you know and, and that's it but we're in for the long term so but, but you're, you know infrastructure is clearly in place it is like, yeah I mean look we, look we knew we couldn't do anything for the last year so we've improved the dressing room the, the, the facilities around the ground um, to, to make the infrastructure exactly as you point out to be in place you've got to be on solid foundations you know it's not just about you know us thinking oh we're going to chuck a load of money out of the football which other teams have done in the past who now don't the club don't longer exist we're we're setting things out we're doing things the right way you know we're going to have over 40 scholars here next year um, um both on our scholarship scheme and apprenticeship scheme um youth is the lifeblood we finished the game against Lords with over eight teenagers and that's what you know is the lifeblood of this club you know so we're we're really excited about the future but look it's built on strong foundations and um Look, I, I can't wait for the season to start. I really can't. And just finally, we're, we're recording this about ten minutes before kickoff. Give me a score prediction to make it look silly later on. It will make us look silly, but I think we'll win three-one. Uh, first time I've met Kevin in the flesh. Uh, really nice bloke, and, and the, the atmosphere in that boardroom with, with Chippy from Punjab and, and people from Rochester and, and all the clubs is, is is really lovely up there, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, this tournament's been absolutely brilliant for all these clubs. So Punjab up there, uh, I know other clubs really sort of felt that there's a real warmth there's 1087 people here who've taken this competition on and I, and I think it's the way it's been organized um, by all the clubs and taken on board has been absolutely fantastic so um, I think it only shows the strength of the scaffold division and the clubs involved yeah and obviously we're, we're looking ahead to what is going to be a blockbuster season and I'll, I'm intrigued as to whatever happens here in this game uh, this evening as I say at the moment as we record this chat and our leading but how much of an impact will this have on next season? And, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen with the fixtures, but if I was a betting man, and I know the man who does the fixtures very well, uh, and I know that he has, he, he has the, the interest of the league uh, at heart when he does the fixtures, do you think there's any danger that Chatham and Sheppey won't be playing on Boxing Day? No, no I'm sure he's going to uh, <laughs> make sure that goes from there. What a good game that is. It's a big game now. There's a bit of nig- niggle. There's been some good challenges going in players making sure that they um, put in a little marker for next season does this back this game any um, interest for next season Ooh, probably not but I think it just shows right this is what we've got to do if you do lose it right we've got to improve this and there just give us a bit of edge there's definitely edge in the game as well between these local rivals so um, it's been a really enjoyable day isn't it it has been very good so let's take a look back then at the 20 20- 21 season as a whole another bizarre campaign only Bromley of all of our clubs actually finished their campaign uh, in league programs obviously Dover uh, controversially decided not to play on uh, as the season was about its midway point wasn't it um, 
and obviously all the leagues below that being curtailed. But Matt, there's still been some some great action and, and some great moments. So I suppose first of all, what, what's been the one thing that you will look back on this season and think that was something that really stands out as an impressive moment? Uh, probably, I suppose you've got to look at Bromley of what they've done. Um, Sack Smudger, we were all shocked about that, but went to the playoffs, missed out against Hartlepool. But I think that shows what they were going to go and do. Um, I, I think it's the way football clubs have run together. Ramsgate, closer to where I am. Real community club getting involved. Punjab as well, getting the community involved. In, it's been really difficult times for, for clubs like that. So I think it, it shows what, you know, football clubs should be the heartbeat of uh, their community in town. And I think a lot of our clubs have put their hand out and, and embraced their town, which you only got... Have, can only improve themselves in the future when hopefully people can come back and crowds can come through the gates. I think, to be fair, uh, to find an actual highlight of the season, I don't think you have to look far from where we currently are stood, to be honest. There's a thousand people here on a Thursday night in June watching two scaffold teams going head-to-head here. And I think that is absolutely fantastic. And, and it just shows the passion that there is for, the, for this league and for these clubs uh, during uh, all around and, and to see this here tonight is, is amazing I mean I've been to this ground a few times and parking is always quite tricky but I've never had to park as far away as I did tonight and then walking down the road bumping into someone who's also parked a long way away carrying a trophy that was a bit unusual but I just think this is this is amazing however looking at other highlights again they're here now Sheppard United beating Welling in the FA Cup yeah. uh, very early in the season so I think it was Welling's first game of the season wasn't it but Sheppard United causing a big upset there and I've, I've always spoken on this show of, of my desire for a scaffold team to go deep in the FA Cup and Sheppey obviously came up short against Eastbourne Borough uh, in the next round but what a great run that was for them and uh, you can only sort of praise them for that and, and I think for me that's one of the moments that we'll look back and say well actually you know that, that really meant something as well Yeah I think it was you know we were in, coming out the first sort of wave wasn't it and people were coming back and you could see the Sheppey you know Sheppey fans who are very vocal towards their time beating the side in the National League South was a great one. I think it's a superb ball to Ryan Hayes. And there's the penalty here. Hayes got a great chance. Good save. Too close to the keeper, that one, Ryan. Definitely, Evans, I have to say that Chatham, go and change the side a bit, Chatham have been definitely the uh, better side in these opening moments of the second half. Oh, absolutely. So it's all down the far end of yeah. the action. We've come up the, up the other end of the pitch just because it's a little bit quieter up here for us to actually ch- chat to you. Um, but you know Sheppard United I mean I suppose they'll ultimately look back and feel disappointed that they weren't the team who got promoted um, but I think there was a wide acceptance that Corinthian were, were the right team to be promoted over the two seasons but that, that FA Cup win is a day that everyone at Sheppard United will remember and, and, and they want to savour that more if they can do it again FA Cup's so important for our for our clubs as well they'll be looking to do a bit more in that pass it to me there John but again also one of the things that highlights when I went, you know, actually went to a game in March when Deal were in the Vars, gave played against Binfield. Binfield got to the final from that. If you'd have told me that Binfield would get to the final, I wouldn't have believed you. But they did it, and it was good because just to see smiles on people's faces watching matches was, was important on that point of view. So, um, yeah, that's the game. It's always going to be a footmark in the um, footballing calendar 2021. It hasn't really finished, but there's a lot of hope going forward, and that's what we want to be in there. Yeah, and again, I suppose, sticking with the Sheppard United theme, uh, game of the season has got to be that game between Corinthian and, and Sheppard. I mean, the stuff that happened off the pitch 
not necessarily anything that we want to dwell on here on this show. Um, but the game itself, 3-2 Corinthian were leading going into stoppage time and then it ended 4-3 to Sheffield United and their winning goal is just incredible. I remember seeing at the time from a, a video from support and it wasn't you know whacking the ball forward, it was patient build-up play, still waiting to pick the pass even though time was against them. And any seven-goal thriller is always going to going to please me I'd much rather see a 4-3 than a 1-0 Matt whereas you're the other way around don't you well you know I've been critical of a couple of players on the pitch John <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know diff- I'm, what I have to say everybody's playing it out from the back etc like that they're playing football the right way for me sometimes you've got to hit it long and get behind the, get round the back but it's good to see that what, how it's going in football terms anyway So, but I've, I've absolutely enjoyed it it's lovely coming to a game isn't it so, it really is Nice to see you as well. Thanks, of course, yeah. A couple of substitutions. I don't know if one of those will be Strouts, you see. Of course, I've seen my good friend Jimmy Strouts from the Dover Man. <laughs> His son's playing, so we'll have to keep an eye on him and see if he's at the moment. But future generations coming through. Yeah. Um, any players that stood out for you over the course of the season? Um, I mean, I only really saw Dover, which is, which was the most exciting. Did thing. any of them stand out for you as, as um, a positive? Did you have a player of the season prize or anything? No, we didn't. We just we've just forgotten about this season. Right. And written a check for forty grand. I think that's <laughs> basically what it is. Um, no, it's um, uh, it's hard to, to give a player of the season because. Of probably, the it, fact that the only team who finished the season was probably, probably Michael so Cheek. By that, by that reckoning, Michael Cheek has got to be surely uh, the player that we've that, that has impressed the most this season. Uh, but Bromley, you know, had, had an excellent season. Several of their players shone, but Cheek, with his consistent goal scoring, uh, always stands out for me. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not like you. I see a few more games, and, and I just like seeing individual players shine. And it's just about to take a free kick here. But I remember going to K Sports and being really impressed with Richie Hamill of Sheffield United. Uh, who's just about to literally swing this free kick in uh, as we speak, which is headed corner. behind for a corner. Um, but I remember seeing and being impressed by him, and a couple of Ed Street players stood out, and and you know, and it, but it was just a hard season. So I think Michael Cheek, uh, pretty unanimously, uh, will be our Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, he's done well. We'll probably be able to keep hold of him. Interesting to see. Probably haven't really made any signings yet, but we'll have to see how they get on. Lex Allen's a big lad, isn't he? At the back here for. Sheffield. I saw him in the first game. Useless facts, I saw him in my first game of the season and I'm going to see him in my last game of the season because when Deal beat City Bournemouth, that was a bit of a shock in the FA Cup as well earlier in the season. Yeah, um, manager of the season, this is always one that gets me in trouble, but uh, I did say to to Michael Golden the other day that he did manage to get knocked out of two FA Vases this (laughs) season, so is he eligible? But uh, you have got to say that up against the big spending teams, Corinthian were, were there and that's testament to him and, and the, the way that he sets his team up and makes them so hard to beat. Yeah, they lost that thriller to Sheppy, but apart from that, they barely lost a game in two seasons and it's going to be so exciting to see how they get on in the uh, in the Isthmian League next season. But um, yeah, for me, manager of the season, uh, Michael Golden. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, testing himself in the Isthmian League will be interesting to see how he gets on from that. Yeah, but they've got their promotion. People say it's a little bit overdue from the, you know, a couple of seasons ago and they missed out. So, yeah, we'll give it to him and we'll keep an eye on how they get in on the scaffold as well. So, interesting times. I mean, obviously, Tony right Russell scaffold, again sorry. did a great job. Uh, he's now moved on to, to Lewis, so effectively uh, is dead to us now. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, you, you would have to say as well, Andy Woodman, uh, a contender, because he, he, did a, he did a fantastic job there at, uh, at, uh, at, at Bromley when he came in. Uh, obviously, came in with a remit can you try and get him in the playoffs and he did exactly that with a great run 
Um, so he's going to be a, a man to watch going forward. And, and, you know, there are so many interesting stories that are, are doing the around. Steve Lovell coming in at Welling, and he's made some good signings as well yeah. um, that, that, that started to pick up. So we interesting to see how he does next season and, and all the little, little bits and pieces all around the place. So it's going to be, you know, it's been so frustrating having two seasons in a row that haven't finished, but next season could be the one, couldn't it? Well, yeah, hopefully we're going to get going. You know, it'll be heartbreaking for so many clubs if it comes to this in October, November, we have to stop again, you know, could break a few clubs and we really don't want that. So hopefully we're getting out of the hole we're in and we'll look look to go again. You know, and we'll say, you know, Andy wouldn't do the job, but we lost Neil Smith, he lost his job. Hopefully he'll get back in football and um, Kent football somewhere down the line. But uh, yeah, Bromley, big season ahead for them next season. They'll expect getting the playoffs, you've got to follow that up. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much covered um, everything that went on in the 2021 season. Uh, we will probably pause now and then we're going to uh, see how this all pans out at the end and then we're going to get some reaction and then we'll come back for some, some final thoughts after the uh, trophy presentation, Matt. Touch. Yeah, we'll do, Jim. Yeah, just missed my touch then. First of all, let me apologise. It's taken so long for me to get round to Edson. This has been an incredibly busy weekend for me. Uh, so here I am now just recording this just after England have reached the Euro 2020 quarterfinals. I'm hopefully going to be able to get this edited very quickly and turned around. But thank you for your patience, everybody. Uh, really, really appreciate that. Uh, as I've just said there, we're going to get some reaction from the game on Thursday night. Uh, and here it is. Uh, the game actually finished up on penalties. Uh, 8-7 was the final score in the shootout after a 2-2 draw after extra time between Chatham and Sheppey and the winners of the competition were Chatham Town. Uh, Matt and I were able to hand over the trophy to Jack Evans, the captain of Chatham Town. And after I gave him the trophy, well after Matt gave him the trophy in fact, I spoke to Jack all about the game and winning the cup. We haven't lost at all in the tournament. I think uh, even not losing is a good habit to get into but obviously we'd want to win more games. But um, look, I think with the other two games with Sheppey, I think it's a draw and a draw again and we've just drew again and then I think penalties is always going to be the one that um, uh, decided it. And it's a, I don't really like it personally, like it's a bit unfair, but I think credit to Sheppey as well, they've uh, done really well in the tournament. and uh, Well, credit to everyone for getting involved really because it's brought everyone to fall back in love with football again, ain't it? So. I was going to say, as, as a player, how much fun has this been the last five weeks? Yeah, I, I think everyone will tell you they've not probably had that long away from foot playing football themselves. So uh, I think getting any sort of football coming in and making it, like I said, fair play to all the players for making it so competitive and uh, game, like, really like normally game-related. So, uh, yeah, it's really good. A uh, thousand people in here tonight to watch this, which is a record for this level of football. And that just shows the potential of this club. Yeah, uh, I think the... All the credit really has to go to everyone involved at the club. A lot higher than what we are. We're obviously just the players and it's a uh, privilege to play in front of such an amount of numbers at this level. But uh, I think there's only one there's only one direction this club is going and that's uh, forwardness. I don't see it stopping. So, uh, like I said, credit to everyone involved, but especially Chatham for putting it on. And I suppose, yeah, it's a friendly tournament, but you, you've beaten Sheppey in this. Does that give you something to, to build on when you play them next season in the uh, league? Yeah, I think... I think it, both of the other games I think today was quite uh, fairly close and um, like it probably is in most finals I think it kind of form and stuff goes out the window but I feel like we've uh, played well enough against him in the previous tour- uh, previous two games to win them games but we've got to look at why we haven't won the games we've conceded goals that we shouldn't have conceded and that's one thing we need to 
knuckle down and look at. So, uh, like I said, it's a nice uh, starting block to um, kick on for the season and uh, start pre-season next Saturday now. I was going to so. say, what happens now? Because it's five weeks to the start of the season or something. So, are you going to have time for a break? Yeah, we, well, we are... So it's Thursday today, so we're not into the following Saturday. So we get our, uh, what's that, eight, nine days off. So I think we can't really do much. Anyone can, no one really can do much, can they? So uh, I think it's just about resting and having a little bit of a recovery and uh, knuckling down to the proper stuff. And how much do you want to get your mitts on the Scaffold League trophy next season? Oh, no, I feel like I would have been very close to picking it up last year if the season didn't stop. I feel like we was the team to beat in the league. I know uh, we lost the one out of whatever but we've only lost one since the start of last year against any scaffold club including this tournament so uh, um, yeah no I'm, the, the aim is definitely to get um, my hands on it and get our club where it belongs and I feel like it shouldn't really belong with all the respect to this league it's, as you look tonight it's, it shouldn't really be at this level hopefully so uh, like I said hopefully it's a good thing to start and uh, we kick on for next year so the, uh, the final of the post-lockdown tournament, which Matt is calling the Kenton League uh, podcast trophy, uh, has gone to penalties. It's finished 2-2 after extra time. I think it should have gone straight to penalties uh, after the 90 minutes, but we've had an extra half an hour, two more goals. Um, it's been a, a, a decent game, but um, so we're going to do the trophy presentation, then we're probably going to clear off because it's nearly 11 o'clock oh, yeah. and uh, we've both got work in the morning and uh, we've both got fairly long drives home. But have you enjoyed yourself here tonight, Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, mate. I've... Your company's been good. Some good football on it. Good atmosphere. The, the Chatham Massive, I don't know what they're called. Uh, given plenty of uh, abuse to the Sheffield players. But uh, it's been good. Uh, it's been a good tournament. And probably, uh, maybe a draw was the fair result. They're not going to do it down the other end, surely. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Hundreds of Sheffield Chatham fans behind the goal in the new terrace. And they've decided to take the penalties at the far end. Uh, which is leading to a massive stampede of Chatham fans to get down that far there's one lad over there on the far side look at the sprint he's yeah, getting on yeah. down there but no yeah it's been it's been a good a draw was a fair result and um, I'm going to choose that I think Sheffield will win the penalty shooting okay um, so what we're going to do is we're going to try and get some reaction after the game so we'll add that in uh, at some point but I suppose we should wrap up really Matt um it's been a. School in the morning. <laughs> it's been a, another strange old season, has it? But uh, fa- well, thank you, I suppose, first of all, for for keeping going through the podcast because it's been at times just felt a bit of a struggle, isn't it? Massive struggle. Um, but I think you know, in about February time, it was you know nothing going on, etc. So appreciate people continuing to listen, and we'll carry on from there. And. We'll be back in August, I suppose, isn't it? Well, about five weeks probably, the next one. Yeah. The, the season starts on July the 31st. Uh, so oh, we'll probably geez, get yeah. some sort of preview together. So it'll be FA Cup at the start of the season yeah. as well, I think. So that'll be quite good. Um, but no, it's, uh, yeah, thank you everybody. We do really, really appreciate you all listening to this because we would just be two idiots talking uh, with no one listening. Well, we are now. Yeah, exactly. We are literally standing here at the Belleville Stadium uh, all on our own, just uh, just musing. Into Have we watching anything good on the telly? Any recommendations for the good people? Uh, Euros. Of course, oh, Euros. Time? I've got that tape. Ah, brilliant. Have really you watched um, Before We Die on Channel 4? Is that with um, the blonde lady? Yeah, Leslie Sharp. Yeah, uh, uh, we've seen two of them, but we fell asleep in one and we haven't caught it it's, back it's up. It's quite um, sort of Scandi inspired. That's yeah, your sort of thing, isn't I love it? The Bruce, so, don't I love the Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's quite a good one. Um, the, a lot of football. Yeah, a lot of football. I've been watching football solidly because yeah, I'm getting paid for it. Yeah, so. A lot of football. No, um, apart from that, and, um, I think there'll be a pitch invasion here. Yeah, I think if, so. If Chatham win. 
but no, another one will touch my trophy. No. Uh, so yeah, thank but you everybody for listening. We really, really do appreciate uh, all of you. Uh, thank you to everybody who's interacted with us over the course of the season. Uh, it's been great fun, and thank you to uh, Chatham for making us feel so welcome tonight. And this, we're going to the penalty is straight down the middle exactly uh, and also thank you to Punjab United for providing the half time food which was exceptional yeah, very good. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Kent and Podcast you can find us on Facebook as well search for Kent and Podcast I am on Twitter at John Phipps 81 Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, the second point of the shoot is about to be taken you'll know by now uh, who won the shootout anyway because I would have done some clever editing uh, so all that really remains is thank you everyone for listening and we will speak to you for the next season of the Kent oh, 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 well, I suppose I should say you alright to do another season I will be discussing my agent and I will do another season if people want me. I'm sure that people want you. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll speak to you all next season on the Kenoni podcast. Quality pen that was.